Robbie Graham in a wheelchair. Drake. Yes. Yes, Soldier Boy. We are talking about Drake. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's the 10th anniversary, hey. baby. What we doing yeah. out here? I appreciate your patience tonight. Not the clean version. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. Don't listen to it with the kitties around. Nowadays, it's you know. But shout out. Quiet. But uh, sometimes you just gotta let it out. To the classic. So young angel, on, baby. young lion. You know what it is. Talk to him, Drizzy. Uh, love. I'm the property of October. I ain't drive here, I got chauffeured Bring me champagne, flutes, rosé, and some shots over I think better when I'm not sober I smoke good in no glaucoma I'm a stockholder Private flights back home, no stopover Still spitting that shit that they shot Pac over The shit my mother looked shocked over <laughs> Yeah but with a canvas, I'm the group of seven. On my grain, take two excedrin. I'm the one twice over. I'm the new eleven. Yeah. And if I die, I'ma do a reppin. I, I never do, do a second. second. You I know what I'm saying? Hey man, shout out to Drizzy Drake, man. Ten year anniversary of so far gone. And I'ma tell you, that's what I learned this week. That's all I've learned this week. I had a whole list of things set up for what I learned this week. I came in, sat down at my desk, got ready to go to work, got on Twitter. Yes, I got on Twitter as I started my workday. Saw it was a 10-year anniversary of So Far Gone, and it ruined everything I had planned for the show. Like, this is how bad it ruined everything I had planned for the show. As we go throughout this show, you are going to hear tracks from So Far Gone all throughout the episode. They're everywhere. They're sprinkled everywhere. I got like, like five, six clips ready. You know what I'm saying? Bow. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm super hyped. So I just want to take y'all a little bit. I'm a, at least my experience with Drake. I'm going to take you down memory lane real quick, right? So this joint dropped February 13th, 2009. Um, i never forget. I was at home at the crib watching uh, MTV2. This is back when they only showed videos on that channel. And I see Trey Songz got a joint. And all of a sudden, I see someone that I only know is Wheelchair Jimmy in the video. All right, cool, cool, cool. See Wheelchair Jimmy. Um, then my brother calls me like that next week. Yo, did you know Drake, uh, Jimmy from Degrassi's rapping? I was like, oh, word, yeah, he goes by Drake. That's his middle name. You know what I'm saying? He's, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna check him out. He sent me a clip of him rapping on the show. I'm like, that wasn't bad. Then right after that, I check, I Google, find out the room for improvement mixtape is out. I grabbed that. I'm like, okay. At that point, he was calling himself the Fresh Prince, um, because he was, he rapped without cursing. So they called him the Fresh Prince. Um, and it just went from there. I remember I hit my homie Drake Senior up, and I was like, yo, I got uh, I got this dude you should check out. His name is Drake. He got a mixtape about the drop called So Far Gone. I think he's going to like it. Check out Comeback Season. I hit him up. Room for Improvement. Comeback Season. So Far Gone drops all his history. And here we are 10 years later, and the man is still top of the game. I'm a Kanye fan first and foremost. I will always be a Kanye fan. He will always be my favorite artist ever. But Drake is in the dip. Like, he's on his heels. He's on his heels. He's close. And so with that bit of news, it changed my entire day and it changed the entire show. So, by the way, if you don't know who I am, my name is A1, Carlos. You can call me Dan as well. Um, we thank you for tuning in to It's a Black and White Thing, um, you know, and you can go and check this out at SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars. You can go to AmpedEntertainment.net. Check us out. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Spotify. If you go to Spotify. You can go and just search hashtag Brains and Bars. You'll find the podcast there. 
But it's all I got it. We got a whole other places where we are. But before I get into all of those, I get my I got to get my wits back about me. I'm I'm super hype. I've been listening to so far gone all day. So so while I get myself in back in the groove, back in the swing of things, let me introduce my Cody, my ace, my homie, a what's going on with you, man? Not really a big Drake fan. I, I, I it's okay. It's okay. Like nothing's going to bring me down today. I don't really care that you're not a Drake fan I, today. I, I it's like about some, so far gone. I like some. I like some Drake songs. Yeah, definitely. I have. I have a handful of Drake songs that I like, but I don't know that I've listened to "So Far Gone" before. It's okay. You should. You should act actually. So. So maybe I'll go back and just start listening to full albums rather than just being in a a very exotic city once a year and a, and a, and a Drake song coming on and then being like, dang, I, I might like Drake. So here's the thing. Yes, it, knowing knowing the style of rap that you like is probably not going to be suited for your sensibilities. But, I mean, you just played something and I never heard that. The line oh. where he just said, um, uh... I've been once, twice I'm over. I'm the one, over. twice, I'm over. I'm twice over. I'm the new eleven. That's that's a fire bar right there. I mean, so so here's the thing about this. So on the comeback season mixtape, he uh, he rapped and he sa- he had a song called "This B Is Crazy," right where he kind of sang for the first time. And then I remember reading an article in the lead up to "So Far Gone," and they talked about he talked about how he wanted to sing. Like he talked about he wanted to release. An R&B album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so far gone is the first record where you're where you're looking at him going, "Oh, this isn't just well, I'm just playing around with singing, right?" Um, because uh, this B is crazy was kind of like a playful song. It's about a girl who was literally crazy, like I mean, not literally crazy, but figuratively crazy, right? She just kind of, you know, you going through my phone, you doing this, you mm-hmm. know. And he like the the hook says, "My mama told me to uh, respect the woman, but this bee is crazy, right?" So oh, okay. it, was, it was just kind of like a playful, you know. Okay, if you find misogyny playful, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but you get what I'm saying, right? Right, people. right, right. So, um, but then on so far gone, like he's he has songs where he's full out singing and rapping on them at the same time, and so you kind of get introduced to that from him. So I mean, you can check it out. Like the joints where he's rapping, that joint is called Ignorant Ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Jay Z and Beans record that he's rapping over, um, of the same title, I believe. Okay. Um, so you know him and Wayne. Wayne has a good verse on there, like Wayne's verse on there. Dope record. It's got a bunch of joints on there, but I mean, it just, I mean, it. It. He was already at. He was bubbling at the surface at that point, and that this mixtape put him over the top. And no, then, yeah. Ever since then, he's been the man. I did drink. I did uh, <laughs> check out his um, his little caption on his Instagram post. Um, it was thanking everybody for like the 10 years, like 10 years ago. Did you read that? You know, the 10 years ago you were in the basement and we were, you know, still, you know, kind of just where he was at, you know, and it was pretty cool. Um, everybody was thanking. But um, but no, I'm A-Ward. Uh, you can find me at imaward.com. Uh, go to the website, click the social media hyperlinks, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, I am 49% of this um, <laughs> duo and... Uh, uh, A1 is 50%, and then A1's preparation is the other 1%. <laughs> and uh, we make up what it's called. It's a black and white thing. So uh, it's good to have you guys as listeners. It's good to be back in B. Harris's crib. Shout as I was um, informed last week, it's, a, it's the humble abode. The humble abode. The humble abode. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And so down here in the studio, shout out to Amped uh, Records. Shout out to B. Harris's um, album dropping soon. Rated M. Rated M. 
Um, yep. Shout out to Puss in Boots Gaming. Puss in Boots Gaming. Shout out to that. Uh, go follow them on uh, on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel and um, and and comment on the uh, on the YouTube videos and, and stream it and watch all the ads and click the ads. Yep, yep, yep. Also, um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Brands and Bars. Indeed. Um, again, I said there's a whole host of places where you can find this podcast. We are on iTunes, like I said. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Google Play Music. We're on Anchor. We're on iTunes. We're on Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I mean, mm-hmm. go check us out. We everywhere. We Jeez. everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we trying to do it big out here. Actually uploaded us on MySpace as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But yo, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get out the way for a second. Like I said, that's mm-hmm. what I learned this week. So far, going turns ten. You said you want to check it out tomorrow. It will be on all streaming sites, so you can go whatever. If you got Spotify, you got Title, you got um, uh, Apple Music, you can go check it out. Check out the album. It to me, it's a classic. Maybe other people don't think it's a classic. It's a classic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's I'm I'm done for now with the drakery, but there will be more drakery afoot. Hilarious. As we go through the rest of this the rest of this podcast. But what are you looking forward to this weekend? The weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel like that should be my answer every time we do a podcast from now on. I saw a meme the other day and said, Have you ever had the longest week in your world and realized it's Tuesday? <laughs> you know, like have you ever had the longest week? And then be like, dang, it's Tuesday. Um, that's how I've been feeling this week, man. But um, <clears throat> what am I looking forward to this week? Um, I'm looking forward to paying attention this weekend to um, something we'll be talking about later in the show called the AAF, um, which, if you guys are not familiar, is a new um, platform for football, yeah. semi-professionally or professionally, yeah. I guess. Professional, you could, I mean, professional. Yeah. yeah. The um, Alliance of American Football, I believe, is what it's Yeah, called. eight yeah. teams, all eight teams in markets that don't have NFL teams except for San Francisco, I believe. This I think, one in San Fran? I think there's a... Another I know San, San Antonio, Antonio, Birmingham. Birmingham, Memphis, uh, Orlando. Now I got to look it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very interesting opening weekend there. That was good. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, probably the biggest college basketball game on the slate for this weekend. Um, as you guys know, every time it's my turn to talk, somehow I find a way of mentioning Tennessee sports. But um, the number one Tennessee Volunteers travel to Rupp Arena to face one of the hottest teams in college basketball that lost last night um, in the Kentucky Wildcats. So Crazy I'm looking finish. forward to that. Crazy finish there. Um, and, yeah, just uh, looking forward to watching the 76ers play a little bit more. Looking forward to the All-Star game, like I mentioned on our last um, podcast. Uh, but, yeah, just those are just a, just a handful of things, man. Just a handful of things. That's what's up. That's what. That's what's up. So, again, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you want to tell us what you're looking forward to, you can hit us up by going to Facebook, searching for at Brains and Bars, letting us know what you're looking forward to coming up sports wise this weekend, or what's you know if you got you getting married this weekend, mm. you getting divorced this weekend, mm. you having surgery this weekend, mm. bar mitzvahs. We we want to celebrate you. So if you got something coming up dope, let us know about it. Hit us up Facebook. Twitter at Brains and Bars. Let us know what's going on. So, football teams in American uh, uh, Alliance of Fo- Alliance of American Football. Sorry, Arizona, Salt Lake, San Antonio, San Diego, Atlanta. Only place where they have a team that has an NFL team currently: Birmingham, Memphis, and Orlando. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. All right. So now Arizona, though, 
But that's obviously just a state. Uh, yeah, I need to see what city that is. So I will click on that, and we'll find out after this short little break. But like I said, we got Drake. We got So Far Gone records all throughout the show. Oh, so everything's off of the So Far Gone? Everything is off of So Far Gone. The okay. mixtape, I got a couple of joints. So he dropped the EP after the mixtape that were all just uh, produced tracks for him, not tracks he just hopped on. Right? Okay, okay. Um, so I got, to think, maybe one or two joints from that. But other than that, everything else is going to... Well, I mean, it's still so far gone, whether EP or mixtape. Gotcha. So, uh, we're about to jump into this next joint, man, because we got... We, we also have questions from, from listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, we hit up Facebook, say, yo, we need some questions. We got some feedback. So, we're going to have those sprinkled in throughout the show as well. And so, this next song, man, I just want to dedicate this joint to uh, Kyler Murray because we're about to get into him and see what's going on with, with, with Kyler Murray in the news this week. So, shout out to him. This next joint is... Uh, I'm just going to let it play. I'm just going to hit play. I'm not even going to introduce it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like like I should be on my my uh, my Don Cannon right now. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Cannon! <laughs> cannon. Cannon. Stry- what did he say? I can't remember what he said. Unedited, folks, please remember. Nothing realer, just enough for saw your problems too much to kill you. And when I leave, I always come right back here. The young spit. Oh no! <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Hotline Bling just came on in the middle of this song. <laughs> I forgot I had my uh, timer going. My fault, y'all. Hilarious. That's hilarious. You hate me, cause I'm the one to paint a vivid picture. No HD. Yeah, I want it all, that's why I strive for it This me, you'll never hear a reply for it Any award show or party, I get fly for it I know that it's coming, I just hope that I'm alive for it Hey yo man, shout out to Drake and So Far Go Also shout out to Kyler Murray, you know what I'm saying That song is for you You know, news came out this week That Kyler Murray is, uh, he posted via his Twitter It might have put on Instagram too but I saw via his Twitter page that he is uh, going to focus 100% on football. Um, he's going to get ready for the combine, NBA draft, pro day, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, our first question comes from, I believe it is Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. Should Kyler Murray play baseball or football? So before I turn it over to you, we're going to answer that question. Um I think I've seen on, you know, various sports outlets, they've been asking the question of, is this the right decision? To me, that's the wrong question to ask. It's his decision. Whatever decisions he makes is the right one. So, Chad, you were me and you, we were here. We were on the same wavelength. I was going to ask that very same question. So but I do appreciate your question. Shout out to you. So uh, with that, hey, what I ask you, which sport, if you were Kyler Murray, would you play? 
Baseball, <laughs> hands down. Why? Because it's. I feel like it's not nearly as, um, <clears throat> obviously hard physically on your body. Um, two, uh, I'm the ceiling pay wise is, if I'm understanding correctly, unless you're, I mean the yearly you can make more in baseball, right. Um, three, you don't have to play in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you, October, if you get, yeah, if you get deep in the postseason, you know, it gets a little chilly. Out yeah. There. Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I was an athlete in high school and, um, baseball was my favorite sport. Um, I ended up playing basketball more, um, than baseball, but it, baseball was my favorite sport. I don't know. There's just something about baseball that I just, you know, that personally I would choose. Um, however, here's what I, I understand, right? So, Deion Sanders was a defensive back. Yep. And um, outfielder. Uh, yep, yep, played outfield. Bo Jackson was a running back and an outfielder. Um, Jeff Samarja. Chose baseball. Chose baseball. He's a he's been he's in the league now. Made made some good money. More probably more money. Yeah. Unless he, he was going to be like you know uh, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, Julio I think Jones. He would have been more like uh, tight end, wouldn't he? Nah, he would have been. I think he was big enough where he he maybe if he put on weight, but I think he was not going. He didn't have the frame to support okay. a build of a tight end. So he'd have been a. I mean, like Kelvin Benjamin, maybe. Yeah. I wonder is with this, better hands. By yeah, the way, was this one? You know, this is a situation where we're talking about quarterback. Um, so you get to go be the quarterback of an NFL franchise. Um, I wonder if that's why the decision is being made that way. You know, rather than the defensive back or running back. You know, quarterback is your he's the guy. You know, and if he was to go to the major league. Um, I'm not sure what position he played. Was he a, was he a uh, shortstop? I believe. Okay. I think it was shortstop and maybe outfield. I think yeah. it's one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so maybe that's what's driving his driving force. But uh, but yeah, personally, I I, I would have went baseball. I agree. I would have played baseball too. Um, in part because I don't get have to get hit. Yeah. Like people aren't trying to kill me, crush me, you know, stop me by any means necessary. The worst thing Kyler Murray might have to face. At, in the batter's box is a shift, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. versus you know you got you know an all-out blitz coming at you and it's fourth down and you got to try to make a decision basically in two point five seconds mm-hmm. before this two hundred and fifty pound man tries to land on top of you, right? Forcefully, um, the money, like you said, the money is going to be better, especially if he's a star, uh-huh. right? I mean, and that's what we don't know. Like that's why I say that it's whatever decision he makes is the right one because if he ends up you know, playing football and he becomes a star, that's one thing. I feel like baseball is is still going to be there for him. If he doesn't suffer a catastrophic injury, a walk away, will he if beat up from football? And if he doesn't have a good career, he can always go back and play baseball and still have that longevity. Now, we talked about Deion Sanders last week, and I've been kind of turning this over in my head. And my question is, why not try to do both? I understand people say, well, quarterback, you got to be in 100%. Okay. We got technology, right? Mm-hmm. We got phones. We got iPads. They, they always talk about Microsoft Surface. You telling me that if it is October and he's playing for the A's, they're in the postseason, 
right? And he has a game on Sunday. They play on Monday. He can go. He can prepare during the week for his football job. His baseball uh, team can keep in contact. Here's what we're thinking game plan wise. Here's what we got going on. Here's where we see you playing once you get there, right? Because baseball is is yes, it's mental, but it's also a waiting game. You only get to bat maybe four, maybe five times a game. In the outfield, there's not like there's a not a lot of strategy, right? Or even that shortstop, you know, you get the signal for the shift, okay? Or we, you know, if you are if there's a pickoff in, in play, right? Second baseman normally handles the pickoff, but he's got to be prepared for what happens if the ball gets into the outfield or if it's an errant throw, whatever that is. Like there's 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 strategy, but to me, it is not as in depth as football. So if he can get through the week get through Sunday, get through playing, hop on the plane, go play in games three and four of the ALCS. Regardless of what happens, there's going to be a day break, go back, finish playing football. Like to me, there's, I get it. They say to play quarterback, you have to be in a hundred percent, but I feel like he can contribute, be a quality player for them and get done what he needs. I think he can do both. I just don't know that you can do both at the high level. I think you can do both at like, oh, he's a he's a he comes off of the the bench in baseball. He's a pinch hitter or a pinch runner or something to that extent. Because if I'm paying you millions of dollars to be a star athlete in one sport, and you're getting paid millions of dollars to be a star athlete in another sport, you get hit in that game in the playoffs. You know, or you get hit in that game in October. And then all of a sudden you can't come back because you're injured and it has to do with a whole different organization, you know? Um, I don't know. It's tough. And then on the flip side, it's like, <laughs> and this is this is super out of left field, uh, pun intended. Um, let's say you play for the Cleveland Browns and you play for the Kansas City Royals and then Kansas City's playing the Cleveland Indians, <laughs> you know, like, like how do you balance the, the fan, you know, well, Bo did it. the fanaticism of that, you know, Bo did that. Bo played for the Raiders and was a Kansas City Royal. So twice a year for the brief time that he played football, we booed him. They had to deal with the fact that Bo Jackson was going to rack up about 150 of them things. Yeah. And then when he came to the plate, <laughs> you know, then they was like, let's get it. I mean, so I mean that that can happen. I feel like I feel like with technology, you can make it work in the 21st century. Even at quarterback. Like I said, the prep I understand the preparation and everything that goes into playing quarterback and the meetings. It might just be a distraction though, a distraction in the locker di- room, the distraction. You know, like, oh, he's off doing this. And every time you fail and don't do something right, it's like, well, what was maybe was he focused on the baseball aspect of the playoffs, you know, and he wasn't, you know, like it just creates narratives and negative, you know. When Bo Jackson was at the World Series, not Bo Jackson, Dion, when he played in the World Series for the Braves, they lost to the Blue Jays. He hit 545. And stole like three, like had the Braves won, he probably would have been MVP. And he was still prime time on the football. Like it can be done. The distraction comes from us. Like the distraction, and I'm trying to think, I think we're going to get into distractions later. Distractions 
Like, no one is, let's just say he's playing quarterback for the Raiders. I'm going to use the Raiders because that's been talked about a lot. They have three first-round draft picks. I've seen him mocked a couple of times there. If he's playing quarterback and he overthrows, I don't even know who their wide receivers are right now. Jordy Nelson. Say he overthrows Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is not walking back to the huddle going, Man, I wonder if he was thinking about that three-two well, curveball, right? Like he's not coming off the line. Yeah. Like something. Like when players play, they play. They're not worried about everything else that's on the field. They talk about it being their sanctuary that it's that they can compartmentalize and do all this stuff. So I don't we know, bring man, a distraction. Just, yeah, but it's just like, I mean, do you know how tiring it would be flying back and forth weekly? And you know, like this is know. this is the grind if you want to be great. But, I mean, he's made the decision to to play football right, full-time. Right. The Oakland A's think they're not out of it. I believe that what their plan is is to wait and see where he gets drafted, which would then tell him how much money he would be offered. And then they're going to their plan is to offer him a major league contract. They think it's about money. I don't think it's about money. I think it's about love. I think he wants to be a quarterback. He wants to play football. And, and he's not going to change his mind in that regard. So we'll see what happens. So um, I'll ask you this question. Can he be successful as a QB at the pro level? I don't know. I tweeted the other day. I thought he was going to be a bust. Um, I think he's shorter than what people think. He sh- he would be the shortest starting quarterback. if Assuming he starts next right. year, he's going to be the shortest starting quarterback in the NFL. And what I dislike is everyone like, well, we got Drew Brees. Okay, that's one. That's <laughs> you know what one. I mean? <laughs> like, there's 32 teams. If you were like, well, we got Drew Brees and we got such and such and he such. You got a, Russell Wilson, you know, so, you know. Right, but two. even then, I think he's two inches shorter than Russell Wilson. He is. And Russell Wilson has the hands of, like, you know. like Massive hands, yeah. Yeah, you know, the way he holds the, the football and stuff. Baker. So, that's three. Baker's still tall. The, he's I think in, ba- Baker's six foot, at least. He's. Yeah, I think he is six feet. He is six feet. But again, we're still talking about six feet and under club. So I think that's Baker, that's Russell, and that's Drew. Like mm-hmm. I think Drew might say six one. I think and I'm like Drew, you lying. You're yeah. lying. So I mean he's got three guys who he can look up to, but there and there are gonna be <laughs> limits. Wow. Literally. Wow. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> you know, he's got three guys. So Drew Brees is six feet. I'm looking this up now. Uh, let me see what Baker is. Baker, I don't care how old Baker is. He's young enough. He's six one. Yeah. I think Kyler might be 5'9", by the way. Yeah, I, I, think, I was going to say 5'10", tops. All right, so, and uh, let's see, look up Russell. Russell's 5'11". Yeah, so I knew, yeah, I knew Russell and Drew Brees were the two that they had been talking about. Um, I'll say this much. Um I believe that Russell and Drew Brees have had some very, very good offensive lines. <laughs> Russell, no. Russell no. Russell always is improvised. You remember the, the joke I make about him, right? They yeah, never yeah, call they, it for intentional yeah, grounding. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but even the first couple years that they went, they were great running teams. Yeah. They weren't great at pass protection, which may, I mean, and Russell is great at improvisation. Yeah, um, Drew, you're absolutely right. Drew has phenomenal offensive lines because he's able to go back there process information, make plays, and do all that. Although you can see, if you watch Drew play, sometimes when he makes passes, he's even still on his tippy toes yeah, 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 yeah. when he's making passes. And sometimes he's got a little bit of a, a jump right. as he releases the ball to try to get to get it where it needs to be. So I think you can make it work. Um, I am interested to see. He's going to be exciting. But, oh, yeah. But, I mean, can he – is he going to be t- – I mean, listen, the well, guys they say at Oklahoma – they, they say he's a pocket passer, you know, and I'm just like, eh. 
I mean, look, I think at the college level, he was, I mean, same thing for Baker, right? Lincoln Riley was able to scheme guys open. Although I did watch a video of some tape of him making some really good plays in short timing, making deep throws. So we'll see what happens. I I think think he will, Kyler will be a good starting quarterback. If I'm projecting what he'll be, I don't think he'll be great. I don't think he'll be bad. I think he'll be good. We are in a day and age, too, of where I think quarterbacks are getting the ball out faster. Plays are, you know, four or five yards and, and get it in a playmaker's hands. You know, not everything is like seven-step drop, sit back there type, you know. So it's a different – it's a little bit different um, um, day and age. So. And if you tailor the offense to – if you tailor the offense to fit what he does well, which is what I, I finally feel like off NFL guys are finally getting out the box of this guy has to fit my system. And I'm going to tell you something. After watching Nathan Peterman play, don't ever tell me about no pro-style quarterbacks ever again. Okay? I don't want to hear about, well, he runs a West Coast offense. I want to know, can you take the strengths of what this guy does and make him and make and accentuate those strengths and minimize his weaknesses? Mm-hmm. I don't care about if you come from a spread, air raid, uh, K-gun, whatever you want to call it. Uh, whatever offense you come from, can you make it work? That's what I want to know. So, I mean, y'all tell me what y'all think. Will Kyler Murray be successful? What sport will you choose? Would you have tried to play both? You can hit us up at Brains and Bars on Twitter. Also, Facebook as well. Um, so, we're going to keep it moving. we can actually make a pretty good time. I did pretty good. And this time, you won't have a timer to go off. I make sure I, I stopped my timer Hilarious. this time. So, we're about to get into this next topic. We're staying in the realm of the NFL. We got another question coming up from a listener. But we're going to get into this next joint from 10-year anniversary so far gone. I dedicate this one it's to Kareem Hunt. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look. Uh, this is me. Still the same. They want the hits. I play the game, no auto-tune, but you can feel the pain It all comes spilling out like I hit a vein What up, Lil Bruh? What up, Slumville? I hope you know that y'all the reason I have fun still And fans thinking that we all signed for one meal Equal opportunity rapping, that shit is unreal That ain't how it works, that ain't how it goes And I be getting high just to balance out the lows And I could use a writer just to balance out my flows But I never share my thoughts, this is all a nigga knows And every time I try, it opens up my eyes These verses are a chance to be remembered and reprised And I will be performing this as long as I'm alive So every word I utter will be mine don't believe the lies Look me in my eyes Please don't be scared of me Please don't be scared of me I remember you This feeling isn't new So please don't be scared of me Please don't be scared of me Don't take this the wrong way, bro I never cry when Pac die But I probably will when Hove does Man, kind of crazy how that relationship went. Um, <laughs> so, shout out to Kareem Hunt. I dedicate that to you. That is Fear by Drake from So Far Gone. That is from the EP. And the last uh, line of that hook is, please don't be scared of me. Please don't be scared of me. <laughs> um, so, Kareem Hunt gets signed by the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of the Browns, we just talked about them a little bit in the last segment. Um, and we got a question. I believe this one might be from Chad Smith as well. 
Actually, no, no, no question. Um, so he gets signed. Um, good. I mean, good for him. And I'll explain why I say good for him in a second. But I'll start by asking you this question: Do you think he deserved a second chance? Yes. Why? Um, I believe he deserved a second chance because. I believe everybody deserves a second chance. <laughs> I don't think I have to get too like, like deep and you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, he deserves a second chance. He's he's a heck of a running back. He spent his entire life, you know, perfecting this. Um, he did something wrong. I believe he was apologetic, and I do like the um, the no guarantees contract that he's on. The, you know, basically how it's set up for him to join Cleveland. And I think that, you know, he served enough of a time to where, yeah, why not? What about you? All right. So, yes. Um, deserve is an interesting word. And I and I worded it that way for a reason. Um, does he deserve a second chance? I mean, I think that depends on your perspective. Um, I know people say no. People who who put their hands on women should never be allowed to do anything ever in life again. And I'm like, that's not realistic. I think um, I listened to Bamani Jones and he put it to you this way. If you think Kareem Hunt is a bad person, if you think he's a bad guy, um, he says, listen, I have come to grips with the fact that sometimes good things happen to bad people. Um, I personally do not consider Kareem Hunt a bad person. Um, I think that he made... He's made some poor choices. This is not the first incident he's been involved in. Um, there was an incident actually in, I believe, in the Cleveland area, at least in Ohio, where he got into it with a man, punched him. This incident here, I believe alcohol were, was at the root of both of those issues. So I think, I feel like for him, I'm hoping that he's doing some soul searching for himself um, to figure out why though why alcohol was at the middle of both of those, in the midst of both of those um, I haven't looked greatly into his background, but apparently he comes from a bad background. Everyone um, has been incarcerated at some point who's close to him. There's some question about whether if he's from, I believe someone told me he's from the Cleveland area. If he's from that area and he's had trouble there, I don't, there's some skepticism on my part of, okay, why would you put him back in that situation? You would think that being away from home would be better for him than being there. But yes, I think he deserves a second chance if he's shown remorse and if he's doing the work. Right. Um, I think for me, I feel like this is, I feel like this for a while. I feel like NFL teams don't do enough to, uh, they don't do enough to, so I hate to look at players like this, but they're investments. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just got to you just um, purchased a new I don't, I don't know if it's new or used. I'm assuming it's used. But Car. you got your new whip. Mm -hmm. Right. So with your new whip, you're going to do what you need to do to take care of it. Right. You're mm -hmm. going to make sure you get the tires, you know, changed, rotated. When they get old, you replace them. You make sure you get the maintenance done and all this great stuff. NFL teams do a great job of taking care of the bodily and physical maintenance of their players. To me, they neglect the mental makeup of their players to their detriment. Uh, first of all, you have to be nuts to play football. Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying that you willingly will subject yourself to someone hitting you as hard as they can. Over and over. Over and over again. UFC fighters, boxers, football players. To me, they're all a little crazy. Just off rip. Um, and so the fact that you have all these external pressures on your life, 
Um, to me, every football team should invest in having crisis counselors mm-hmm. to deal to a 24 hour hotline that players can call where if things whether it's situations like Kareem Hunt where things are getting out of hand, whether it's a loss of loved ones that they can call and it's confidential. So it's not like, well, hey, Kareem Hunt called right. and it does it gets leaked. Hey, we're going to make sure we take care of our players because these are investments mm-hmm. that we're making. Even if they, even if each team said we're going to put five hundred, half a million, five hundred thousand, it's only like sixteen million for thirty-two teams it's combined total. Mm-hmm. Make that investment in your players to make sure that they're getting mental health checks, that they're getting evaluated. You say you football is family, right? That's what they say. I'm gonna, I got a, a, a comeback for that in just a second. So to me, he deserved a second chance, but NFL teams need to do a better job of taking care of their players and treating them like the family they say they are. So with that said. Let's back up a little bit. Me and you were on a trip to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, we in the airport. All this stuff is breaking while we're in Kansas City. We fly to Atlanta. We land. And I think you had, I mean, you you know, you got bread. So you might have had connection to Wi-Fi. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm getting, I, I don't know. My phone. <laughs> um, so we land. And all of a sudden, my phone boots up, and I see Cream Hunt has been released. And it's just like, what? In a span of two hours. So I'll ask you, did the Chiefs handle this situation correctly? Let's go back in time a little bit. Would you, if you're Clark Hunt, <laughs> would you have released him? Because there was talk on the radio here locally before he signed with the Browns that the Chiefs might be thinking about bringing him back. So if you were Clark Hunt, would you have released him in the first place? Without releasing him, um, I wonder if they thought it would have been a distraction to their playoff run. Um, not if they put him on the uh, that inactive list. Not if they get with the commissioner and say he has to go. So, commish, we understand that this is in your hands, right? Because they really the, the part of the reason why the league it runs this is because they don't trust the owners to do the right thing. Gotcha. That's part of the reason why. So, so for example, the reason why I say that, you look at Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott. He believed wholeheartedly that Ezekiel Elliott was innocent. Mm-hmm. And so even if they had done an investigation, which there were doubts about the about about both parties, right. and about the truthfulness between the two of them. But if Jerry Jones believes that Ezekiel Elliott is innocent, he's not suspending him. He's not doing anything. So that's that's why I say the league took it out of the team's hands. But if the if the Clark Hunt and the Brett Veach gets with the front office and says, listen, put him on the inactive list. We don't want him to play for the rest of the season. Do your invest, do whatever you need to do. Um, and then we'll we'll pick it up in the in the offseason. To me, you you put an end to that right there. It's no longer a distraction because he's not in the locker room, he's not around the team, he's sitting at home. Again, he can get in my world, he gets that help that he needs and mm-hmm. starts working on himself. I just don't I just don't know when it comes to like a domestic violence case that has been brought forth like that with the, you know, I mean, in in my, this is the second one, right? That we've gotten a video of. Yes, Ray Rice was the first. I don't know if, I don't know if, I think your new start, I don't know that it, it happens with the same organization, you mm-hmm. know? I, I don't know that, um, I think he fares off better going somewhere else. Because maybe you've lost the fans, maybe you've lost, you know, maybe I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what I would have done, man. That's why they make the big bucks. But I don't. I would love to see Kareem Hunt um, take care of his issues and be a be a a, a great football player. Mm-hmm. Wish he could have been that for the Chiefs, but I don't think I don't think cutting him was wrong. I, I mean, I think it's a matter of perspective. I don't think it's wrong. Um, it's not what I would have done. I would have, like I said, I would have immediately got with the commissioner and said, inactive list. That it, that allows them to continue to get paid so you don't have a grievance from the Players Association. Um, the Players Association is not going to step in and say, well, we need him to play. Like, like you would have gotten in no pushback from the Players Association. You put you put him on, in, on that inactive list. He sits for the rest of the season, and you sort it out from there. Right. Um, because here's the thing. Like, the Chiefs have vouched for him since that point. Like, they said, hey, he was a good kid. You know, he was, you know— being a working on becoming a better person, being a better man, all that good stuff. Um, you know, there were reports about him being very contrite and doing, and again, doing all and and saying all the right things privately. So if that's the case, then you have to look at that and go, well, okay. Again, you're you're basically on a zero tolerance policy. Like you can't because while I understand you have great skills and great talents, again, this is an investment. Um, that in having you here and playing here is it's part privilege and it's part earned, right? His b- abilities and talents earn him the right to be in this league because not everybody can do it. Don't you think the whole issue with him lying about it was, I mean, the straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, I mean, to me, to me, so you know what? Uh, so because I mean, you get yeah, he has every opportunity, like we know you did something, you know what I mean? Like, like. And they've given him every opportunity to prove to him that he is, you know. And then, boom. So, let before I answer that, before I answer that, I'm going to answer that question. I I got another joint from so far going. I want to dedicate. Okay. This goes out to the NFL. It's a it's a little clip from this song. This is probably going to be one where like you're not going to rock with, but that's all right. We're cool. We're good. All right. We're good. But I'm gonna play this joint real quick because we got a question from a from a listener who I think is in that same vein. So that seems like a weird dedication, right? But I want to send that out to the NFL and Roger Goodell. We got a question from Chad Smith. Again, Chad Smith is in here for the second time. Shouts out to him. What does this say about the NFL that they would allow Cream Hunt back in the league and not Cap? Right? So mm-hmm. I want to tie that in with your question about, well, wasn't the lying the straw that broke the camel's back? To me, that is the most hypocritical part of this situation. The Chiefs, in their statement, said that they cut him because he lied, not because of his actions, right? They didn't say, well, we we don't, we, um, and they, I, can't, I have to go back and pull up the letter. They might have said something about domestic violence. We don't condone domestic violence of any, and I shouldn't say domestic violence because it wasn't a spouse, right? It was a, right. It was a random, we don't condone violence against women of any sort. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we're releasing Cream Hunt. They said, he had an opportunity to tell us the truth, to be upfront with us. He did not. So therefore, we are cutting him. Like, and I'm paraphrasing, but that is, if you go pull up that letter, that is pretty much what they said. 
And to me, that's the part that that goes, wait, what? Like y'all cutting him because he lied, not because he put his hand on a woman or kicked a woman. Like, the, huh? It's the Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Pearl, you know, like he he NCAA violations, contact with recruits, got the opportunity to say what he did, lied about it. They found out he lied, said your show causes not because of the violation. It's because you lied. It's because you lied to us. Yeah, and so I mean, so to me, this was a PR move. Like it wasn't about about doing what's in the best interest of the team from a performance standpoint. It was about what's doing what's in the best interest of well, we don't want fans to be mad. And I believe so. Remember when the Chiefs brought Mike Vick in as like an offensive, mm-hmm. like a sit, like a yeah, intern was, or something like that. He was there for spring training. That's I think that was about it. Maybe yeah, he was he games. was preseason. He was there for the preseason only. Yeah. And remember when he showed up, there were people who were like, well, he fought dogs. Right. We don't want him here. It was there for a week, and then it left. Right. When it comes, I say this all the time, we don't value women in our society. We don't care. So for if they just said an active list until we can sort it out, mm-hmm. there's going to be for a week or two, some people are going to be upset at that decision. Mm-hmm. However, when the game starts on Sunday... And Pat Mahomes throws a no-look pass, and D4 gets after the quarterback, and Tyreek Hill catches a bomb. All of a sudden, all of that distraction, quote unquote, for the fan goes out the window. Yeah. There will be some who say, eh, I'm done. But that will be the small minority, overwhelming, overwhelming majority is going to say, Well, he deserves a shot at redemption. And I hope no one uses that word because this isn't about redemption for him. You don't get to redeem yourself for putting your hand on people and committing acts of violence against people. He's getting a second chance. He's getting a chance to um, atone for his for his mistakes. Maybe that's a better word. I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, and hopefully when they talk about him, it's in it's in that manner versus he's had to overcome some things. No, he he put himself in this, so it's it's not about overcoming. So with with that being said, he's with the Browns now. Should he be suspended? Granted, he missed between, so I get for context, he missed seven games total. Now, is that, that including playoffs? Including playoffs. Okay. So he missed five regular season games, two playoff games. So he's been out of the league for at least almost half a season. Well, in terms of games Should missed, he be suspended? Should he be suspended? Um, No more than four games, if that. Okay. I don't think you go anything higher than four games. I could see them suspending him to just kind of say, hey, you know, this. not only are you back, but you still got to, you know, like, I don't know. Don't think you're back back. You know, don't think everything is great. You know, we still. But I don't think that he deserves, you know, what, Zeke? Zeke got six. Six? Yeah, six. I, I don't think he deserves, you know, the six. So the six, so I have to remind you, six is the baseline, Right. And that's normally under it's the domestic violence policy. So that's why I wonder how do you even adjudicate this? Number one, I don't think oh, you should. Oh, wait a minute. What? Adjudicate. Like, how do you make a decision? How do you spell that? Let me see. So I'm not going to look it up first. I'm going to say it's A D J U D I C A T. Hold on. T E. Yeah. Adjudic- adjudicate. Make sure. 
A D J U D I C A T E. Nicely done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was what? Mm, I finished, uh, what? Third in my school, fifth grade spelling bee. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven, uh, my same year, I finished eighth in the city in the math bee. That was the last time me and math got along. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah. I know I know a little bit about a lot, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I want to say a joke right now, but I can't. <laughs> okay, okay. Dang. But uh but yeah, but I mean I don't to me it's double jeopardy because the incident happened in the summer. They had a chance to do something then. And to me, this is why the NFL needs to get out of the punishing business. In part because uh they if they suspend him now, they're basically suspending him because of of new evidence. Right. You deemed him not guilty before, but now something pops up, and now you want to put double jeopardy on him and say, well, we didn't do to new evidence. We're going to give you this, even though we already said you were good beforehand. Um, so to me, he shouldn't be suspended at all. He's missed seven games. It's almost half a season. And to me, the shame, the stain, and his reputation being marred is punishment enough. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what Kareem Hunt does, Kareem Hunt could go on to become a top-five quarterback in this league. Hopefully not a quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry, top five <laughs> running back. My fault, my fault. A top five running back in this league. And when you talk about his career, this incident or these series of incidents will always be brought up. Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis has never been able to live down that night in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God he retired one year earlier because had he retired the following year, he would have received his Hall of Fame jacket in Atlanta. <laughs> which where, where the Super Bowl was this year. Um, and so people still bring up the thing, the facts, uh, not facts, the incident surrounding that that party and the fact that someone died in the bloody suit that disappeared and all of this stuff. And so the stain and the shame of what Kareem did, losing um, his position with this team. Lo- I mean, listen, you might not like the fact that he's back in the league, but he's lost money. A lot of people feel like he's, I mean, I won't say they would fault him, but, you know, the Chiefs not winning the Super Bowl. Man, listen, I, I'll say this. I I think they still, man, I don't know. Because Damian Williams was good. I think the back, other backup was Adara Williams, the Williams clan. They were cool. But I just felt like Kareem Hunt had a running style that was just a little bit more dynamic. Right. The ability to make people miss, um, break tackles, get those extra yards. And who knows how that changes that AFC title. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer Chad Smith's question, what does it say about the NFL that they would allow Hunt back but not Cap? I mean, we knew. I mean, that's why I played Unstoppable. It does not matter what we think about the fact that they won't let Cap play. The league knows that people have stopped watching football completely over Colin Kaepernick. The league knows how people feel about Colin Kaepernick not being in the league, and yet he's still not in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to Eric Reed. Got a three-year extension from the mm-hmm. uh, from the Panthers, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, at the time when that happened, and I, I can't remember what episode it was on, I asked the question. I said, do you guys think he gets a job? It might be me, you, and Ricky. Maybe me, you, and Los. Two of the three thought, I know you did, and whoever was with us that day thought, yeah, he'll get back on the field. And I was like, no way. This is They're not letting him back. And I've never wavered from that stance. His career is over. But, listen, Colin, I did not watch any of the uh, any of the AF the Alliance of American Football this weekend because I was watching Russell Westbrook. I was watching the Brody, you know, watching my guy and my MVP, Paul George. Um, and I, But I did watch enough to see some of those quarterbacks. Bro, you could be the Joe Montana <laughs> of the AF. You could be the Brady 
of the app because and I think he's not going to do it. But he should do it because it just makes it makes the NFL look worse if he shows up with. I'm not going to call those guys bums, but they're not quite NFL talent, or they would be on NFL rosters. I think it's fair to say. Although some of them have NFL experience, some have watched out of the league. If he can go with those guys and be successful, it makes the league look even worse if he's not on the roster. So that's all I got to say about that. But that's what it—that's what it says about the NFL. They don't care. They don't care what you think about this subject. Let's be honest. Kaepernick is no Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He's no Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> He's definitely not. But yo, but man, y'all let us know what you think about this cream hunt situation, man. Um, we're gonna get into this next joint. We got a couple of more topics I want to get into. Um, and I'm gonna we're gonna touch on this one real quick. We got the next joint from uh from So Far Gone that I wanna get into. Uh, and this one, this one goes out to the homie Antonio Bryant, man. Shouts out to you, AB. Antonio Brown. I'm into, oh, I did say Bryant. My Dude, fault. You're just t- today. You're just like you're just a little bit off. I'm a little bit off. I'm a little bit off. I meant to say Antonio Brown. I think I had Des Bryant on the brain. And Kareem Hunt's quarterback, and yeah, my fault. But this goes out to you, AB, to go. Why do I feel so alone? Like everybody passing through the studio is in character as if he acting out a movie role. Talking bullshit as if it was for you to know And I don't have a heart to get these bitch niggas the cue to go So they stick around kicking out feedback And I entertain it as if I need that I had to talk with my uncle and he agreed that My privacy about the only thing I need back But it's hard to think of them polite flows When Stefano Pilato suits all your night clothes And Jordan sweatsuits all your flight clothes And you still make it even when they say your flight clothes Eyes hurt in front of camera phone lights Shows. Life was so full, now the shit just been light pole. Always said I'd say it all on the right track. But in this game, you only lose when you fight back. Black diamond bracelets, showing you the basics. I can't live and hold the camera. Someone got Yo, that say what's real. Again, I dedicated that to Antonio Brown because, you know, Antonio Brown in the news got in trouble. He uh, was found guilty for reckless driving. He was doing 100 miles an hour in his whip. On game day, I believe as well. And what was funny, or was it? It was it Saturday because they said a bank had gotten robbed, so it had to be a Saturday because mm-hmm. banks were closed on Sunday. So it had to be Saturday. He was doing a hundred in the direction of where a bank had just gotten robbed, which you know, okay, that would be kind of how ironic would have been if he would have actually robbed the bank. Like how crazy <laughs> a set of coincidences that would have been had he actually been, robbed the bank. That would have been a, put a whole new meaning on him being a stealer. <laughs> business indeed would have been booming um, if he had done that but so he was in the news for that and then right after that he puts out that a video to the Steeler fans saying I'm out I'm done Uh, I want to be traded so I'm I'm not going to look at this from the Steeler perspective the relationship has been sour part of the reason I play say what's real is because you know uh, I don't think AB trusts a lot of people in the organization or at least he doesn't trust, you know, Big Ben, maybe Tomlin, maybe upper management, right? He's probably got friends on that team. But, you know, um, you know, he he just doesn't trust him anymore. So he's he's getting he's getting his truth out there. He's saying what's real to him. So I'll ask you, first question, best destination for A B to go. For those who don't know, we call him A B to go because of his fantasy skills, not because we believe he's the greatest wide receiver of all time. But anyway. Your destination for AB to go. Best destination. For those of you guys listening, 
He's arguably the best wide receiver of all time. No, absolutely. That's still Jerry Rice, bro. I mean, it is, but I'm saying he's top. Of his generation, there's an argument that he's the best of his generation. Yeah. And, okay. and maybe best of the current. Uh, I'm sorry, Randy Moss is still alive. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Best of his era. Best landing spot for Antonio Brown. Man. Good question. So I'll throw I'll throw out some teams. Okay. And you tell me what you think. I saw um the Colts. They got TY, but they really don't have another great second great option. Eric Ebron's a tight end. I don't know. I don't like I like more of like having a Julio in an A B than a TY in an A B. I don't think a team's gonna give up. I mean, so well, okay. no, okay. I'm, so, I'm not so, saying so, Atlanta, but I'm saying a, 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 a receiving core with a big wide receiver. You know, like um So I heard Giants. Odell's not a big and no, stature he wide is. receiver, but he's a great yeah. wide receiver. Ooh. I heard San Francisco. Mm. They need to get somebody to get him the ball. <laughs> so, so okay, okay. So, best destination, I think the Colts would be dope. I heard, you know, Colts, if they could get Le'Veon and A.B. Oh, gosh. To go with T.Y. Lux back, you got a rebuild offensive line. Marlon Mack is pretty good. Ebron showed up. You're Number still- one salary cap in the NFL, if I understand right. I think that they have the. I think they have 120 something million. In the cap? With. Yeah. Oh yeah. I should go pull up this Cardi B track. Money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Money. Yo, that's crazy. So, Colts. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I heard the 49ers, Giants. Um, I think those are like kind of the top three that I've heard for him. Um, Texans. You know, because they, they just released they just released Demarius Thomas. Will Fuller's coming off of ACL surgery. You I got do, I do like the Texans hopping and and hey, that would be whew. disgusting. Ugh. Like that would be how do you cover them? You don't. And you can't even if you so the Patriots love to do this thing where they uh double cover your number two wide receiver and then put um I can't never remember that boy's name. Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore mm-hmm. on your number one. What do you okay, fine. You take away whoever you consider to be number two between Hopkins and A B. Hopkins is gonna eat. And if you put him on Antonio, Antonio's gonna eat. Like that's that would be absolutely nuts. Um, so let me ask you this. Let's just say the Chiefs make a trade for him, right? The Chiefs are kind of your team because Tennessee doesn't have well, they got the Titans. But they weren't there when you were a kid. Right. The Chiefs and the Saints. Those are my two teams. So let's just say he goes to let's just let's go to Chiefs. Right. Would you want him as a fan, knowing all the stuff that's happened and all the distractions and things that have happened around him, the outbursts in the locker room, getting into it with teammates, would you want him on your team? Listen, wide receivers are naturally that guy. I don't think it's I mean they just are. They are the ones who say what you don't want to hear. You know, I, I think that's kind of being, I think it's just because it's the prestigious Steelers organization and it's Antonio Brown who's had such a great relationship and been that guy for Pittsburgh. You know, like, I think it's kind of being blown over a little bit. Um, so, yes, yes. Would I want, you know, top three wide receivers in the NFL on my team, you know, who hasn't? been arrested for anything, who hasn't, you know, who literally just is an opinionated, you know? Well, I mean, got arrested for speeding. Speeding, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just, yeah, of course, you know? 
now the Chiefs already have Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. They don't have enough. Yeah, and Tyreek's got to get yeah. paid this offseason. Right. So. so, you know, that's not really a landing spot for him. But, yeah, I don't I don't see why anybody would would second guess. I'd be like, you know what? His personality is just, nah. He's a wide receiver. They're always like that. So, I'm a Niners fan, and he wants to go to San Francisco. Jerry Rice co-signed it. T.O. co-signed it. George Kittle co-signed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want him in San Francisco. In part because of what you said, they need I don't know what Garoppolo's gonna look right. like coming back off that knee injury, number one. Um, number two, I'm not sure a healthy Garoppolo can accurately get <laughs> him the ball. And if that's the case, if he's not if he's not getting the ball because the quarterback can't get it to him, granted, I mean, I have my own thoughts about Ben Roethlisberger and how good he is at this point of his career. But if he's not getting the but he he got a high volume of targets and catches with Big Ben, regardless of how accurate I feel he may have been. If he's not getting either of those things in San Francisco and he was unhappy with Ben, what's going to happen when... And again, I do think distractions are overrated. However, I do think that when I talk about distraction, I'm talking about off the field, outside the locker room stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a locker room and you acting a fool, now you're talking about disrupting the 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 energy, the vibes, the the culture of a locker room. Now you're talking about ripping it apart because of attitude. And I have been in a now, granted, NFL locker rooms, corporate corporate workplaces, two totally different places however i've been in a work environment where people are pissed at each other and they're angry and that tension's in the air and it makes it hard to do your job Mm -hmm. and if you got a guy who has the power quote unquote of antonio brown and the attitude of antonio brown and he's throwing a fit and he's yelling at people and no one can put him in check i'm not sure i want that for my team the Rich, Saints, Richard maybe. Sherman, still there. Richard Sherman, but see, that's the thing. Richard Sherman, I don't feel like was a distraction like that for Seattle. <laughs> no, I meant Richard Sherman and put him in check. <laughs> I think they gonna end up scrapping. I think they went, I think that's gonna end up in blows. I don't think that's gonna end up in in well. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. So, but like you said, the Saints maybe. The Saints, yeah, because they would have the lock. Breeze is gonna be highly respected. And I think that that he would he would not act that way. And 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 you look at like if he goes to a team where it's like, hey, bro, we don't we don't need you here. Like 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 we got to the title game last year without you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I I I agree. I think it has to be a team like that. Maybe even the Rams don't need him. The Rams can't get him. But I think even a team like that would be a locker room. Well, Jared Goff, Sean McVay. But I mean, let us know what y'all think, man. Would would you want? A, B, the GOAT on your team. If so, hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook. We're going to jump into the NBA, and we got a couple more topics, and we out of here. So I want to dedicate this next joint, man, that we got to the Boston Celtics and a little bit to the L.A. Lakers. Um, this is another joint. Again, I don't know if I – this is – remember I said that Drake started to sing a lot more on this album, mm-hmm. and this is one of the joints where he does – he spends the majority – of the track just singing. So I'm gonna bring this mug up real quick for you. If I can get it where I want to. Just 
I should have played it to the actual rap part of it because the rap part of it starts off with leave me, leave me. I can't bleep and stand you. Like, I should have played it right there. <laughs> so, the Boston Celtics last night, they beat the Philadelphia 76ers 112 to 109. Um, right? But the previous game before that, they blew a 28-point lead to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, losing that game, I think it was 129 to 128. After the game, I won't play the sound. Marcus Morris, one of the, the Morai twins, um, he said that the team isn't having any fun. They're not playing together. They're playing like individuals. Um, and so they beat the uh, Sixers last night. No Kyrie. So let me ask you this. Now, trade deadlines pass, so they can't trade them. If you are the Celtics, and y'all can hit us up at Brains and Bars and answer this question too. Do you want Kyrie Irving back on your team? Because I think Kyrie Irving is the problem with the with the, with the Celtics. So would you, he's a free agent in the offseason. If you're Danny Ainge, do you bring back Kyrie Irving? Um, <clears throat> If your goal is to attract Anthony Davis. I might argue they might be better with Anthony Davis minus Kyrie Irving. If they could, now, so let's in a hypothetical world say Anthony Davis is a free agent. Him and Kyrie are both free agents this offseason. To me, and this is the problem. So this is the problem with the with the Celtics right now. You got a bunch of guys with Mamba mentality. Dag nabbit. My fault. You got a bunch of guys with Mamba mentality. So Kyrie Irving is a uh, Kobe Bryant guy. Yeah, eat it, Kobe fans. I'm, I'm talking about your guy. <laughs> You got you got he's a he's a Kobe guy. Jason Tatum, Kobe guy. And you and last year, here's a the beauty of what happened with the Celtics last year with them being without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving is it allowed those young guys, Tatum and, and specifically Tatum, to develop. Rogier got a chance to shine. Tatum got a chance to shine. Jalen Brown got a chance to shine. Now Kyrie's back. Hayward's back, and every all three of those guys are having to take a back seat. And so now you got two Mamba mentality guys, which guys, let's be honest, Kobe's selfish. I don't think, I don't think I'm I'm speaking out of turn here. Kobe famously said, I don't need friends. I have championships. I'll have friends when I'm done playing. He was he was a loner with the with the late. Like this is stuff that's already known. Mm-hmm. The homie Jesse Abbey posted a stat. Who would you rather have as a teammate in their prime? Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant? And all the Mamba stands came out in full force. Of course you take Kobe Bryant. You buy a country mile. Dwayne who? Forget Dwayne Wade. Not remembering that Kobe was a selfish ball hog in his prime. When Shaq left, he put up all them points because he took up all them shots. Going three on one. No, I don't want to play with the ball hog in his prime. I want to play with Wade. Because I might actually get to touch it. Oh, you mean touch the ball, not trophies. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Three-time champion, Dwayne Wade. See, this is what's going to... This is... I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to take a tangent. How, how many championships did he win without LeBron? One. Oh, okay. How many... He. What are you doing, Kobe? Only won two. He has one more without Shaq. One more. And might I add you... Might I add, Dwayne Wade was the man in the 06 Finals... They don't win the championship without Dwayne Wade. 
We are going to, I, at some point, I'm going to have a Dwayne Wade appreciation day, maybe at the end of the basketball season, because he is going to be, he's going to get short shrift. The further we get away from his career, we're already doing it. How many championships did he win without LeBron? I see people say, he had Shaq on that squad. That was not prime Shaq. Like, see, that, doggone it. I wasn't, I promised myself I wasn't going to get worked up when I brought up that poll that Jesse brought up. But it brings it out of me every time because you stupid Mamba stands who can't see the freaking field because of your love for Kobe Bryant. The reason the Celtics are in this position right now is because Kyrie Irving is not built to be a leader. He's not built to be nice to people in that way and lead people. He only knows the Kobe way. I'm about to use a lifeline and call my friend Reese Nichols. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm... We we can go to the last segment because I I've completely lost I've I've lost every it just it, it just made me mad it just made me I mad. don't I I I want Kyrie Irving back. Um, Kyrie Irving makes your team better. I think so. Kyrie Irving makes your team better. I just don't know if he's he's not equipped to be a leader right now, and yeah. I just don't know if him learning on the fly is the best thing for the Celtics. And here's the thing. I'm kind of I'm not going to make fun of Celtics fans, but I got on Danny Ainge for stacking all these assets because I didn't know how he was going to flip it for a superstar. And it's probably going to turn out. We're going to talk about this to close out the show. It's probably going to turn out that he is not going to land Anthony Davis. Kyrie Irving's going to leave. And he's going to have all these assets. And I don't think he has one superstar. I think Jason Tatum is going to be great. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. Right. And so he's going to have a bunch of uh, what what Bamani Jones calls a bunch of low spades. But he's not going to have the big joker. He's not mm-hmm. going to have the little joker. He's not going to have the deuce. Like, so I don't I don't know how this ends up for him. Y'all hit me up. Yes, Kobe stands. I want to hear from you about how your guys, Mamba, meant, you know he's opening up a school, right? Or he wants to open up a school. Is it called I Swear? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's it's a little bit better than a promise. <laughs> I can teach you how to be just as selfish as I was, kids. Come join the mob of mentality. But let me know what you think. Like, can Kyrie Irving be the later the leader that they need? Two questions, and we're gonna get out of the segment. Do you think right now the Celtics, they're fifth in the East right now? Do they make the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Ahead of them. I think the Nets might actually be ahead of them. I think the 76ers and the Raptors. 76ers, Raptors, Bucks, and Nets, I think, are ahead of them right now yeah. in the standings. Well, the Nets are freaking about the – never mind. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> They're Bro, in I, I keep trying to tell you. I keep trying to tell – leave it alone. It is not good for your health. I keep Double overtime. I'm going to lose to the Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to tell you to leave it alone, man. Let me make sure I got that right, who I got the 14. So do they make the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think so, no. No, I'm sorry. Pacers. It is Bucks, Raptors, Pacers. No, they actually got the four seed. So they just jumped ahead of the Sixers. Okay, but no, I still don't think so. All right. So we got another question from a listener. Let me make get back to the page. It is from uh Maurice Dupree. More impressive. Westbrook's triple double streak or Harden's 30 point streak? I think Harden's. I, I don't know. Westbrook has, has made triple doubles look easy to me now. And the NBA has made triple doubles look easy to me now. Um, 30 games of 30 points. I don't know. Then again, he does take a lot of shots and he gets to the free throw line a lot. Well, now he's hunting them, right? So yeah. the last two games, his last two shots, he scored and then exited the game to get to 30. 
uh, a loss this last last night and then a win a couple of nights previously. Yeah. I'm still going to lean Harden because of the, like you said, it's most of that streak was when he had to have it. No Chris Paul, no Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Defense is focusing on him, and he was able to get those buckets. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm going to go with that. Y'all let us know what you think. Which one is more impressive? Triple-double or the, or the Harden scoring streak? Let us know about the Celtics. Will they make the Eastern Conference Finals? Do you want Kyrie on your team, knowing everything you know about him, personality-wise, not just scoring-wise? Last joint, we're about to get into the OT. This last joint is uh, dedicated to the homie uh, KD. This was the joint that opens up the mixtape. Um, I didn't get a chance to play Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I couldn't. I actually had it scheduled for this portion of the show, but the lyrics to this actually fit a little bit better for KD and what we're getting ready to talk about. I'm trying to do it all tonight. I got plans. I got a certain lust for life. And as it stands, everything is going as right as it can. They trying to shoot down my flight before it lands. Before it lands. But you can miss me with all that. Diss me to crawl back. I really wish y'all would fall back. But getting rich supposed to solve that. In these days, women make offers, and who the hell am I to say? No, no, no. My ex said late night text, cause she don't know how to let go, go, go. Uh, she in love, and as for them pretty light skin models standing in the cold, oh yeah, they with us. Let them girls in for a drink, and I'm all in their ear, saying she should be the one I see every time that I'm here. When am I really even here? Hey, yo, listen. If any lyric embodies Kevin Durant, it is that last line. I'm all in the ear, but when am I ever really here? Like, he's, I feel like Kevin Durant is in, he could be standing right there with you, but his mind is <laughs> a million miles someplace else. And so we're going to jump into the OT, man. The OT is stories we didn't get a chance to to get into throughout the the entirety of the show. This is rapid fire, so I'm going to set the clock for five minutes, and we are good. So this first story, Kevin Durant, his 35 ventures uh, business just moved into offices in New York City. He's going to be a Nick, right? Yes. Yeah, I I agree. He's going to be a Nick. Also, shout out to him. He just had a show called The Boardroom that is premiering on ESPN+. So if you have that subscription, go check it out. Um, their first episode talking about sneakers, him, Kyle Kuzma, Jay Williams, and his business partner, whose name I can't remember right now, starts with a K. But shout out to him. But yes, he's going to be a New York. Does Nick. he win a title before he goes? Yeah, they're going to win this year. I think so too. Um, him and Kyrie next year are going to be in in the city of New York. I, I agree. And if they get the number one pick, it could be Zion, KD, Kyrie. That'd be crazy for the Knicks if they get to start over like that. Um, the AF, you already talked about that, that uh, you know, that you're gonna be watching the mm-hmm. AF this weekend. I don't know what team he's with, but the AF is if you want me to watch, you did a hell of a good job because Jamarcus Russell got signed and yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'm in. If you go get Jared Lorenzen <laughs> um and Rohan Davy, yes. <laughs> I am all in on the AF if you go get those two guys. And again, Colin, man, I'm telling you, bro. It's ratings go, and you get a chance to shine. Go get your shine on, man. Go join the league. Um, so you already answered the question: Are you going to watch? You said it's going to be you're going to be looking uh, forward to that. 
Um, hold on one second, man. I got I got a little little. So so far gone, dropped uh, again ten years old ten years ago today. But also something else dropped uh, twenty three years ago today, and I want to show a little love to that. Instrumental. I don't have the I don't have a live version with the vocals to it. But 23 years ago today, Tupac dropped All Eyes on Me, double disc. You know what I'm saying? The Fugees dropped the score also 23 years ago today in 1996. So I just wanted to show some love to Tupac. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this was a joint. Um, no more pain was one of my favorite joints. Do you have a favorite joint? Do you have you listen to All Eyes on Me? No shade if you do. No judgment zone. No judgment zone. Yes. What is my favorite joint off of that? If you got one. If you can't think of it off the top of your head, that's fine. That's cool. No worries. No worries. No judgment zone for me. Just, you know, thousands of listeners who are going to judge you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not picking one. I'm not picking one. All right. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, you can go with this. This is Ambitions as a Rider. You know what I'm saying? Um, America's Most Wanted. Ain't nothing but a gangster party. I was yeah. trying to think if Changes was on this, but it wasn't, was it? No. No. You got California Love, mm-hmm. You Can't See Me with uh, George Clinton. You can't see me. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Pac, man. That joint dropped 23 years ago today. Hold on. I got We got a couple of more questions that we didn't get a chance to get to. Hold on. Let me see if I can get there. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just play this joint. Um, I'm just going to talk through the vocals till we get to the point where I want it to be. So let me look this up because Joe Flacco today was traded. And I believe this is another question from Maurice Dupree. And he asked the question about, uh, is is this going to turn the Broncos around or is this John Elway being John Way, John Elway again and, and screwing this up? And I got to ask. Anything I'm doing brand new. No, John Elway's not doing anything brand new. It's the same old, same old. The greatest thing John Elway has done as a general manager slash team president of the Broncos, draft Von Miller, get Peyton Manning, uh, sign a key to lead, Philip Lindsay, Chris Harris, Emmanuel Sanders. Everything else he's done has not worked. Terrible. Um, <clears throat> drafted Trevor Simeon in the seventh round, traded up to get Paxton Lynch. Um Traded for um, Case Keenum. I believe he uh, started Brock Osweiler, re-signed Brock Osweiler. Wanted to give him $50 million. Um, Basically, everything he's done, as far as the quarterback position for the Broncos in the last however long it's been, has been pretty dang bad. Except lucking into Peyton Manning for, you know, that two, two or three years that he was able to. Yep. So no, I don't think it's gonna work. Last question or questions from Jack Cunningham, and I'm gonna play this last joint. This is sooner than later. Jack, I need you to have some self-respect. <laughs> All these lines, questions, ridiculous. But don't leave the podcast, though, because we got you. Sooner than later. <laughs> you don't need another podcast, Jack. Stick with us. We got you. We got all of your lines questions right here, all right? So I'm just going to turn this down just a little bit. Let that play in the background. He asked, will the lines be 7 to 9? A-Ward. 
Would that be better than seven and nine? No. Six and ten is what I said. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm going five and eleven. Matt Stafford traded this year. No. No. If they trade him, who the heck is going to play quarterback for him? Nobody wants Matt Stafford. Darius Slay, the best cornerback in the NFC. Ooh. I'm gonna throw out two names. Uh Desmond Trufant, Xavier Rhodes, Falcons and Vikings, respectively. I, I, I would put him up there with him. Yeah, I'd say he gotta fight it out. They yeah. gotta fight it out. Last question. Will Carrion Johnson have a sophomore slump and how does Stafford affect this? I think actually Carrion Johnson will have a good sophomore year. I think he's going to be better than he was last year. Um, I said that health will determine if he's going to have a good sophomore season. That's been his problem since he's been at Auburn is he can't stay healthy. And Matt Stafford won't have any effect on whether or not he's going to be good or not. So uh, that is our show. That's all facts. That's all. I, I, we appreciate all the questions. We appreciate you rocking with us today is the 13th tomorrow will be valentine's day um uh, my wife doesn't know this and since i'm saving this for the end of the show i'm getting her an apple watch oh nice. Um, i'm going to pick it up tomorrow um so shout out to her and so i'm going to close out this uh episode by playing a song for all of our valentine's lovers out here it's called uh, a night off if i can find it um a world you can't listen to the song you're not married this is not for you it's for my married people yet November, right? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. November. I didn't know if it was out there. I didn't know if it was yeah, you know. November 2nd. November. It's going down. So shout out to you. This goes to the... Look at Drake. Drake making dreams come true. You know what I'm saying? Listen to this on Valentine's night. You might get lucky. I just play, just turned this on. A word got lucky and not that way. Triple overtime. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, we getting out of here, man. We appreciate y'all listening. We'll holler at y'all next week. Keep the questions. Remember, IamAward.com, yep. AmpedEntertainment.net, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Search at Brains and Bars. Everybody have a great Valentine's Day. Hey, hit us up. If you got a crazy Valentine's Day story, we want to hear from you. Oh, man. I might share one. I know my homie Ricky got one. My homie Vince got one. So I'm about to petition all my friends for their Valentine's Day stories. I might have to see if we can get like a hotline where you guys can send these stories because I would love to hear them. Hotline blink. <laughs> but yo, but shout out to y'all, man. We getting out of here. Y'all have a good evening. Have a good Valentine's Day. We'll see y'all next week. Maybe. We'll see. Two weeks in a row. We want, we'll see what we can do. But until next time, it's been a black and white thing. Y'all be easy. Deuces.